I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Kyle. He has prostatitis. Let's talk about it. We are talking to our new friend, Kyle, from all the way over in, I'm guessing it's Waterloo, Ontario, <laughs> unless you have a VPN on, and I'm reading, You're reading something it right. that isn't true. I'm just going, perfect. Uh, love Waterloo. Always a good time. Um, uh, listen, I'm not going to lie, Kyle. I have, I have the pre-interview notes up that Lauren whips up for us. Sweet, kind, beautiful Lauren. And um, the... The I'm reading something here that says chronic non-bacterial prostatitis. I have no fucking clue what that is. You can and you everybody else. Do me a else. favor. <laughs> yeah, can you do us a favor and fill me in? What is chronic non-bacterial prostatitis? And did I say that right? Yes, yes, you did. Uh, there are two different types of prostatitis, obviously, the one with bacteria and the one without bacteria. The one without bacteria is much more common. Um, and the main symptom is urinary dysfunction, sexual dysfunction, and extreme pain in like the perineum area, basically anywhere between the rectum and the balls. And uh, the that taint, can, the grundle. Exactly. The chode. The chode. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are like a thesaurus. Uh, so basically, uh, it, it, it presents in different kinds of pain. And uh, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of treatment options if they can't find an obvious pathology. So, Oh, no. So like doctors, you know, they'll put you on an antibiotic right away pretty much. They'll say, okay, just in case it's, it's bacterial. But mm. it actually rarely works because only 5% of cases are, are actually to do with bacteria. Most of it is actually to do with nerve dysfunction, muscle dysfunction, and uh, general muscle imbalances. Um, and you think that's pretty minor. You think, oh, I'll go see a physio. It'll all clear up. But the problem is it's usually over the period, like a long period of time where damage has been occurring. And it's done damage to your bladder, your prostate, and like different organs. And so some people have a seriously hard time with it, um, myself mm. included. And uh, yeah, that's Wait, why I'm on so, here, I guess. So Jesus Christ. So what's... Do you do you know like what's actually happening in in that area? Because like I I guess I understand that it can like the the sort of effects as you you outline, but mm-hmm. what is actually happening in your body um, with the and is it different non bacterial versus bacterial? Yes. Yeah, so so bacterial is usually like an unwanted uh, you know colony of bacteria in your prostate that is usually like hiding inside of calcification or something, and they need to use extreme antibiotics to get at that. Um, so, uh, non-bacterial is actually a little bit more complicated. They know that there is like, there might be a little bit of damage to the prostate, a little bit of damage to the bladder, but they're not really sure what's causing it. Um, so, you know, there, there's a bunch of different systems that they, that they go through in order to, to help the patient. But right now we're kind of at a standstill. I mean, um, 
for me, and we'll talk about this later, but for me, the most effective treatment has actually been yoga, which uh, it sounds like, you know, it's crazy that 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 was the most effective treatment, but I've been on crazy antibiotics. I've been on beta blockers. I've been on so many intense uh, medications. And when I finally just like laid down in child's pose and just like spread my legs and just gave my organs some room to breathe, that was the first time I felt relief. Hmm. And that was the start of the healing. And and I've been going through this since, uh, since March and I'm still going through it. I'm still getting a lot of pain and, and dysfunction. But uh, yeah, and, and and honestly, it's very inspiring that I see large communities of young men that have this on like Discord or Reddit, and uh, they've they've had such unpleasant experiences with doctors. Even though, of course, you know we all love doctors and they do incredible work, but they you know they've been kind of dismissed by doctors because they don't know what to do if if all your tests yeah. come back positive, uh, you know, normal. <clears throat> I, I I guess like uh, is there is there um so speaking specifically to chronic non-bacterial prostatitis, are there like, do doctors have any sort of idea of, of where this comes from sometimes? Like, are there, are there some reasons that, that cause it, but in your case right now, it's like, it's unknown, but Mm -hmm. are there other, are there some known reasons for it, for, for this, for this to kind of like spring up? Yeah. So, so this is something, you know, the American Urological Association has finally been exploring this. They've done a few (sighs) lectures at at Harvard, uh, these last couple of years. Um, and they're actually giving some credence to, uh, what physiotherapists have been saying for decades, which is that, um, there's an, there's an imbalance in, in the core muscles. So like chronic flexing or chronic clenching. Um, so the way my physiotherapist describes this to me is like your, your core is like, you know, a balloon where like the, the middle of it is your abs. The top of it is your, um, what is it like a esophagus area and uh, the bottom of it is your pelvic floor. And if you're constantly like tense and anxious and like squeezing it in the middle, then it usually goes down into your pelvic floor and damages your organs and damages your nerves. Um, mm. so, so they, they think there's definitely a comorbidity with chronic stress and anxiety, but also, um, IBS and IBD. Uh, so it's very common for somebody with, uh, um, the, uh, another name for it is CPPS chronic, uh, pelvic pain syndrome. Um, so people with CPVS, like it's very common. They have several other things going on. Like they have some kind of autoimmune disorder. Um, mm. they have again, like chronic stress, bipolar disorder, something like that. Psoriasis, something that, that, you know, shows there's some dysfunction in the body or joint dysfunction, arthritic pain. And, um, so because of all these factors, it is really hard for them to pinpoint things down. They've observed, um, through, uh, I can't remember the name of the scope where they stick a camera up your pee hole. <laughs> Uroscopy, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. Uh, yeah, so, I'm, so uh, the, I'm gonna get my honorary doctorate soon. I think we're we're oh. all working towards them. Hey, nice. <laughs> you deserve. <laughs> we're one. all working towards our honorary <laughs> doctorates. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we're all, we're working our way up the order of Canada, and the honorary doctorates are right behind. <laughs> you guys are killing it, though. So <laughs> worth. Um, but yeah, so they they have observed that like you know there's sort of uh, more reddened veins and even ulcers inside of the uh, the bladder of some people oh. that have that have uh, you know said they have CPPS. So it, it's not just muscular, but. Um, people down, uh, downplay how much role, like sort of chronic clenching of the pelvic area can, uh, can really affect that. And 
it's, mm. it's actually funny because in previous episodes, you guys were talking about like boners and stuff, and you were talking about like strong, uh, you know, like how you'll wake up with a boner and stuff. And that's actually yeah. one of the main symptoms that you lose um, is that you don't really have morning boners anymore. Mm. Oh, uh, whoa. But do you, but can you get boners at like, can you get uh, midday boners? Oh, yeah. boners? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Wait, for sure. Wait, so you, I, Brian, before you go there, I just wanted, I just, I need to correct you because you said, what did you say it was called? Your the, the camera up the peel? A uroscopy. I I googled and again, uh, our honorary doctorates are should be in the mail. Uh, I googled camera up pee hole, <laughs> and uh, what came up Sounding. was a cystoscopy. Yeah, cystoscopy. Not a not a not a whatever the fucking See, bullshit was. It you know, I just want to say, but it's a I cystoscopy just... is a procedure to look inside the bladder using a thin camera called a cystoscope. A cystoscope is inserted into the urethra, uh, yes. which is the two, which is the pee. I just want to say, it's incredibly any, unpleasant. Any uh, universities? Any any universities that they're are. listening? I just want to um, say that you know one of the uh, great um, characteristics of of a doctor is being able to admit when they're wrong, and uh, <laughs> uh. I will acknowledge my fault in this situation and. And say that I've learned from this mistake. That's even better of a characteristic in an honorary doctor. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think that's yeah. right. Um, Kyle, I wanted to ask you. You said you mentioned um, doing yoga and child's pose as as this sort of like um, a, a position you could put your body in to get get relief. Um, is is that is it relief from like chronic pain? Like, do you feel pain mm. in your taint? Like yes. on an ongoing basis? Yes, like constantly pretty much. It, so it kind of oscillates between the taint, the balls, and the butt, which which was why this was very, very scary when I first felt it. Because yeah. when doctors hear about that, like, oh, yeah, like I'm having – and especially since I also had IBS. So I was having um, digestive issues, and so they thought, oh, like, you know, this could be something serious. This could be like ulcerative colitis, which I have in my family. And, uh, you know, this could be colon cancer. also have that in my family. And so they, they did so many tests, and I was um, – and these made my symptoms worse, too, because, again, uh, as the Urological Association noted, uh, chronic clenching and flexing during, like, an anxious fight-or-flight state greatly worsened symptoms. So when I was waiting on these tests to come back for, like, colon cancer and prostate cancer and testicular cancer, it was, like, <gasps> months of hell almost where, uh, you know, I, I, I could barely, like, get up out of bed when I was working. So thank God I can work from home. But, wow. yeah, it was a terrifying. And, and I think that a lot of men that experience this, especially like uh, the young men I've been speaking to about it, uh, you know, have had their symptoms worsened uh, after they first feel them, you know, and mm. they, uh, and, and all that anxiety just, just like sends them into a spiral, I guess. That mm. makes sense. I, um, I, so, you know, I, I do know something about you that our listeners don't know yet. And, and it makes me wonder how much of this like potentially could have played a role in this, like the the clenching or like this sort of like fight or flight state, but um, we're diagnosing your, your, you now. By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in your uh, in your yeah, I'm going to diagnose you as a metalhead. <laughs> and in your in your um, uh, application, I, I think one of the quotes was a headbanger with a headbanger with a headache in the pelvis. Yes, um, and so so as a metalhead, as someone who avidly. Uh, listens to and goes to metal shows. Uh, if, any, if people aren't aware, mm -hmm. um, oftentimes metal shows are very like physically aggressive. Yes. And, uh, it's, and it's basically I, a room where assault becomes legal for a couple hours. 
Yeah, yeah, and people like willingly just like yeah, let's just throw our fists around and and stomp our boots and and like run at each other and f- like it's it's like the most it's like the ultimate game of um, what was that game growing up uh, that you played Red Rover. Where, yeah, Red Rover. We like <laughs> lock arms and just fucking slam into each other. Yes. Um, so, so tell tell me about the the, it's like rugby the wall with of no, death. Rugby. With yeah. No gold. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because that was the first time I ever felt symptoms. Was I, I was at a show back in March. This is like right before lockdown, right in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the the singer split the crowd in half. And so for those of you that don't know, a wall of death is when the crowd splits in half and they run at each other like Braveheart style. Yeah. And so, so I'm like at the front, like where where Mel yeah. Gibson's character is, like I'm there, I'm like right in the yeah. middle, and I'm on, I'm not that big of a guy, like I'm like you know five ten, like 160 pounds, but I'm at the front, I'm running straight to this guy that's like 250 pounds, you know, it's like an adrenaline rush, and yeah. he just knocks me on my ass, like I like yep. fall right down, and I, I I quickly jump up, people pull me up, that's what they do at shows, but yes. then then I felt this weird like like pain in my groin area. And I'm like, Oh, like that's new, but that's, you know, that's fine. Uh, I'm sure that'll go away tomorrow. Right. And, uh, it did not, it, uh, persisted for months and months and months. And, uh, that was when I went into my, my doctor and, and, uh, said like, look, like I'm having these weird symptoms. Like it feels like I'm sitting on a golf ball and, uh, and, and she had no idea like what was going on. So she ordered all those tests, everything came back normal. And then she basically said, uh, this is months later, after investigation, she just said, like, I don't know, like, it, it, there's no obvious pathology for what you're feeling. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until I actually, like, went on these online forums, which, to be honest, I'm not advocating that you play Dr. Google, because that that sent me down some bad <laughs> bad places, yeah, too. Sure. When I found out about prostatitis, I was scared I had a bacterial infection, because that's, you know, so they put me, I ended up in the emergency room, um, because the pain was so bad that I, I fainted. Mm. Um and, uh, uh you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I stood up one time, like, uh, and, and, and the pain just shot into my, into my perineum. Like it just, it felt like someone oh. put a knife inside of me. Oh, and fuck dude. It was un- unbelievable. And then I, oh. I got out of bed, stood up and then that pain hit and then I collapsed on the floor. Like it was just, oh. it was unbelievable. And so. Uh, from from there, I, I woke up and I went to the emergency room like pretty much right away. I was like, what's going on with me? Um, yeah. And he put me on antibiotics, which I said didn't help. But it wasn't until I looked up prostatitis and found that there's something called CPPS, which is like a sort of muscular, you know, sort of organ, sort of psychological disorder that is like an umbrella term for people that are experiencing these symptoms. And, you know, I found uh, kind of camaraderie with a lot of these uh, these men experiencing it. Oh. It's pretty. Um, I'm. I'm wondering, like, what your when, I, I you you mentioned that um, you mentioned a, a past episode that we did. So I don't know. How, I don't know how uh, how how deep of a dive you've done into uh, the podcast. But we're all mm-hmm. yoga teachers, um, and um, and I'm I'm, awesome. I'm interested in, uh, you know, it. I was wondering. I was wondering for a little bit, and then as you kind of went on and 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 dove into what you were experiencing. It, it kind of became clear like this is a, a your you there's a there's a chronic sort of like clenching um and tightening of your pelvic floor when you when you talk about your experience in yoga and finding finding yoga and that and being in child's pose is that a is that like a space where you feel like in the context of what i'm doing here and in, in this practice I'm able to like this is where I can relax and where I can feel that part of my body turn off and that's where the relief comes from or is it or is it like the position that I'm in or, or, or like certain positions just turn it off or is it like an awareness 
that you come to that allows you to turn off um, the part, the, the you know the, the the muscles in the pelvic floor because the pelvic floor is a really is a really important part of yoga, relaxing it and contracting it. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to to know more about like what you're experiencing in that, that or what you think you're experiencing in that that allows you to get there. For sure. I, I, I think it was uh, both things you said. It was it, it was really a moment for me to relax and sort of stop, like, you know, get myself out of this fight or flight mentality where my pelvic mm-hmm. floor is clenched, my abs are flexed, like, and, uh, and I'm experiencing this pain. But also, I think, you know, I've always been a very non-flexible person. I can, you know, barely get halfway to a split. So um, my pelvis has always been a little bit weak, um, as my physio tells me. And uh, doing the pelvic yoga really, I, I, I think it kind of stretched things out. But yeah, you're right. It was also very meditative. And, uh, you know, the reason why I brought up um, Headache in the Pelvis in my opener was uh, there's actually a book called A Headache in the Pelvis by Dr. Wise and Dr. Anderson. And um, it's if anybody is experiencing uh, CPBS, I would greatly recommend it. Um, where he talks about yoga, he talks about physio, and he talks about moment-to-moment relaxation which is um, if you are a chronic clencher and you are always like flexing your stomach and your pelvic floor, um, you should catch yourself as often as you can and then sort of release mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and let yourself relax. And yoga is a really good uh, first like foyer into that where, um, where, you know, you say this is a safe space. You know, there's no need to like, you know, hold tension anywhere in like your face and your pelvis and your, in your chest anywhere. And, uh, and, and I definitely think that that was uh the first, uh, you know, um, first, first time I experienced like that much relaxation mm-hmm. because I'm, I am a chronically tense person and very, very intense mm. person. So, and that's the, that's the kind of the thing, like, I mean, this is getting into the context of like a yoga practice, but like oftentimes the hardest, the hardest part for most people when they practice yoga is actually the parts where you're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and because for the average person, and most people are very unaware of this is that relaxing is it's very hard to turn off. It's, it's, it's quite a bit easier for the average person to be told to do something and to do it, uh, like to engage something. It's much harder for the average person to completely turn off and, you know, having taught yoga for 10 years and, you know, coming to the end of, you know, thousands of classes and saying, okay, we're going to lay in Shavasana and everyone's going to be still and you're going to, you know, turn, relax your shoulder, relax this, relax that. And you're going to be completely still and completely relaxed. And you can just look around a room of 20 people and you can see that person's clenching their fingers. That person's holding their shoulders up. That person has their feet turned up when, and their hips are tight They're Like you can just look around and see everyone is holding tension when they think they mm. are fully relaxed. And, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm very, I'm just, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that, that that was something that you found some solace in because, because the mental part of it, I mean, there's obviously the physical aspect to it, but the mental part of it, and this is something that you said to me, Brian, after um, you took your training um, way back, was, um, you know, that awareness is the beginning to all change. And, you, you, you know, before you, unless you can become aware of something that you're doing, you can never, there's, there is no possibility to change it. And so becoming aware right. of that tension in your pelvic floor um, from a mental standpoint, just recognizing that it's there is like mm-hmm. the beginning for you to be able to, to, to turn off and start to manage the pain that's coming. I mean, like the, the it's cause it seems like the thing that you're dealing with is like, has a lot of question marks. And so yeah, I'm sure yeah. that you are 
really, I'm sure that you're pretty adamant about like grasping onto anything that provides like any sense of relief. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, uh, to, to credit, uh, what you were saying was that people that hold tension in certain areas, like their shoulders or their back, like that can, uh, usually like over a long period of time that can turn into chronic pain. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, so neck pain, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People that hold a lot of tension in their face, like they're squinting a lot, like that they can get headaches more often. Mm -hmm. And, and it can be because that's people's default state that can be, uh, so difficult to really, uh, you know, take them out of that even in like a safe, relaxing space. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so for, for me, like, uh, since I hold all my tension in my pelvis, uh, it was again, very scary because the pelvis is some place that so much can go wrong and doctors are so concerned with all the organs in the pelvis, right? Whereas if I had a pain in my shoulder or something, they'd be like, Oh, you know, see a physio and that's Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. And they, they wouldn't want to do, you know, there's not too much to rule out really, but with the pelvis, it, you know, it, it can be very, very scary for, um, for men and women, I mean, pelvic dysfunction is, is both across men and women, but mm-hmm. since and do you since mean that from the standpoint of like all the organs that are there, your sexual organs, like all that, like just like the area and how much yes. is like in there? Yeah, for sure. Doctors end up becoming concerned when you say that you have pain, like your left testicle, for example, because that could be a sign of testicular cancer, um, especially if it's paired with uh, low back pain. Um, that was something my doctor was, hmm. was concerned about when we had to do an ultrasound. Um, but I mean, realistically, the reason why testicular cancer is paired with low back pain is because it usually um, encroaches on a nerve and uh, mm. th- that connects to the back. You know, it's, uh, you know, if you've ever been kicked in the balls, you might feel that pain like in your stomach or like your, oh, uh, your back mm-hmm. or something. It's because it's a big nerve that like connects to other things. So mm. um, it's, it's very strange that almost every doctor I spoke to told me like that muscular and nerve damage down there isn't really a thing. And so I was kind of put on this wrong trajectory where I was so sure that, you know, because these medical professionals were telling me, oh, it must be your prostate, it must be your bladder, it must be this and that, uh, then, then I was worried there was something like fundamentally wrong with me that I wouldn't mm. be able to, to, uh, to deal with without serious medical mm. intervention or surgery. But um, having, it, like the yoga was the first step to relief. The second step was probably physio. And uh, the, the third step now, which I'm currently going through is psychotherapy. Because uh, mm. as I'm sure you guys know, as yoga instructors, um, people, people with chronic pain, they really hold on to that pain because their, their brains have sort of gotten used to being in pain all the time. And so you kind of mm. have to like take them out of it. Like they're afraid they can't do a certain pose because they're afraid they're going to hurt mm. themselves mm-hmm. or something. Mm. And uh, in, in reality, like that, you know, it might have healed, <laughs> but they've just been so used to, to that, you know, having like a bad knee or, you know, yeah. a bad hip that they're afraid to exert themselves I, that way. I, I totally identify with the, the psychotherapy um, element of that, I, I think back to this time when I, I tore my quad muscle and, uh, wow. and I had to have a full leg cast for three months. And, um, it was like at first when I was brushing my teeth, um, my, I'd notice these like micro movements I was making that would f- sort of flex or engage that muscle. And the amount of pain that would shoot through my leg at the time was, was like extreme it was it was extremely painful yeah. and after 3 months I got the cast off and the doctor was like yep we did they did the ultrasound on the muscle and they they said it looks good um and I started to walk and um I was like I had this like weird sort of gait um from having my leg wrapped up for so long and not using it and they're like yeah you're you're good to go you can you can start to run a little bit go for a light jog but like that it was it was almost impossible for me to mentally mm-hmm. think about moving my leg any further than it 
than it had been from the position that it was in because I kept thinking like, this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt. This yeah. is going to hurt. Yeah. And, mm. and mentally, like it was <clears throat> physically I was better, but mentally I wasn't able to actually make myself um, do those movements. Well, we talked yeah. about both of those things. We talked about, I think, I think in your we, bike recovery. You, yeah. Think, yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we talked about this recently. I think we were talking on the about podcast, chronic yeah. pain and yeah. Mm. yeah, I broke my pelvis and three months later when I was like, on paper healed, I was limping and I talked to my physiotherapist about it and he was like, that's in your head. Like you are limping Mm -hmm. because you are afraid to not limp because you're afraid to put yourself through the full movement and it's a protective mechanism. Definitely. I I wanted to ask a quick, quick question about the physiotherapy and I'm curious if you've been to a pelvic floor physiotherapist. We had a uh, pelvic floor physiotherapist on the podcast, um, Stephanie Brown and it's interesting because when you first started um, telling your story, <clears throat> I was thinking like, you know, I, when we had the pelvic floor physiotherapist on, she was, she was talking about how um, it's important for men as well. And mm-hmm. I could understand that conceptually, but I couldn't really imagine um, a, a situation where like I would seek out a pe- pelvic floor physiotherapist just to, to go and like, you know, use those services. Um, but now, like you've made the, it, it like very real for me, how yeah. pelvic floor is is number one important, um, but also how that you know service could specifically benefit someone. Have you seen a pelvic floor physiotherapist? Yeah, so so it was actually my initial consultation was about an hour, and uh, she she was great. Um, she totally. You know, every problem that I have with doctors and urologists that I saw, she just, um, you know, she was the opposite. She believed my pain. She said immediately, like, like I see this all the time and I expect a recovery from you. It's going to oh. take a long time. I need you to be patient and uh, throw that idea that, you know, get better quick idea. Like, you need to throw that mm. out because this is this has been a long time coming. Like, you know, um, this damage didn't, didn't just happen overnight. It wasn't one single event. It wasn't the mosh pit. It was uh, years and years of, you know, um, you know, uh, muscle imbalances, you not stretching, not doing yoga, this and that, which, which is true. I almost, I barely ever stretched when I went to the gym, especially didn't stretch my pelvis. So, um, and, uh, so what they do, because some people can actually have a, uh, you know, some kind of like a, a rectal muscle rupture or something, um, they'll do an internal exam. So they'll sometimes put like a wand up your butt or they'll, uh, put on a glove and they'll put a finger up your butt. And, uh, this is actually kind of a, kind of a funny story, but so on our initial consultation, so. she, she's like, can you please like put your legs up? I'm like, okay. And she didn't tell me what she was doing. And so I felt like I was like giving birth. I just had my <laughs> legs up and then she's like, okay, I'm going to put a finger inside you. Is that okay? I'm like, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this. Like, like it was literally yeah. like, just when came you're out going swinging. into that appointment, like what is your, like on a scale of one to when you think of physiotherapy, <laughs> were you thinking that there was going to yeah. be a finger in your no. ass? No, I mean day? when you think of physiotherapy, you're like physiotherapy. They're gonna they're gonna manipulate my legs. Yeah, she's gonna give me some stretches. Yeah, right. She's not gonna finger my butthole. No, she puts on of the course glo- not. She just snaps the glove. She's like the nurse yeah. on the Blink One Eighty Two cover. Yeah. She's got the glove on. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's an o- yeah. OG yeah. sick boy reference. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so. Uh, I I mean like and and was that I mean was that experience okay? Like haha, you had a finger up your ass. Who funny. doesn't? You know, uh, uh, fingers up asses are objectively. Uh, yeah, and and sometimes objectively, uh, really f- feels great. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she when when she went up in there, like, was there, you know, because like this is, uh, I'm assuming she was going in there to like investigate your prostate. 
Um, and actually not because because oh. I'd, I'd already had a prostate exam, um, and, okay, and I'd okay. also had a uh, prostate ultrasound um, where they didn't really mm. find anything except for some like mild calcification, but that's normal. Um, but so th- she actually looks for like the anal muscles and like interior pelvic muscles, um, oh. and, and then so she can prepare to do something that's called myofascial trigger point release. And okay. and she she suspected that there was some chronic tightness in my rectum because I had pain in my rectum. Um, like, you know, in that part of my pelvis, but, uh, and so, so she put the finger in and, uh, she basically said like, you know, I was really awkward and she said, yeah, you know what? I, I I think it's fine. I don't think this is the problem because you have a very supple anus. And then I laughed (laughs) and then I I started dying laughing and then her glove came off. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) what is happening? I thought I was going to get some stretches, but yeah, that was, so it was, Uh, it was embarrassing, but I mean like, wait, 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 she's like, Wait. So. By the way, that is the title of this episode. You have a very supple anus. Wait. So, <laughs> she had her finger in your butt still, and you laughed and did this clenching of your butt, like pull yes. the glove off her finger. <laughs> no, it oh didn't. God. It didn't pull it totally oh. off, but 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 it did like loosen oh. it. And she's like, oh, and then she kind of had to like fish for it right. a bit. And Holy shit, that's funny. Yeah, it was the weirdest feeling. When you when you laugh, I guess that is uh, that that would be that would make your. Your, uh, your supple your anus clench. Yes. I couldn't help it either. So, yeah. but And then That's after really that, funny. I mean, she's like, okay, well, luckily we don't have to do that again. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's great. I mean, so so how, how, um, uh, how long have you been seeing the pelvic floor physio? Um, about four weeks now. Um, and honestly. Oh, so, yeah. oh okay. Fa- okay. Fairly so recently. Pretty, so, um, yeah. and, and it's been very good. There's been some ups and downs, though, because some of the stretches that they give you are, uh, I don't know the word, like intrusive. They, they, if you overextend yeah. a little bit, they can actually do some damage. Mm-hmm. So, so I do have to be a bit careful. There's one where I have to put my leg up on the bed and put my other leg on the floor and then walk that leg on the floor forward. And that's like a deep um, pendule nerve stretch, basically. And if you, if you go too, for, too far forward, it can shoot a pain into your, into your testicles. And, uh, aye, 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 yeah, aye. I know, but like, th- that, so that actually happened. I went too far and I, and my balls just started absolutely killing me, but that was sort of a wake up oh, call, no, but, dude, no. but, but that, that was a wake up call that like, you know, when my balls hurt, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with my balls. When my butt hurts, that doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with my butt. Right. There, all these nerves, all these muscles are connected. They're very complex and there is serious hope for recovery and, I, you know, I, I can actually help myself through yoga, through relaxation, through psychotherapy. Mm. And that was incredibly liberating, um, even though it was excruciatingly painful. Yeah, yeah no doubt. I, I, I'm really, um, you know, it, 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 I always find it so interesting to talk to people who are in similar situations as yourself where living with like a, a, a very mysterious illness, an illness that, that kind of... Um, Oftentimes that leaves healthcare professionals kind of scratching their heads. Um, And I'm wondering like how, because for for myself, like it's been, it's pretty black and white. It's like you have CF, Mm -hmm. we know a fuckload about it. And it's, there's not often very much room for, for doubt when it comes to like what's happening inside your body. Yeah. Um, but someone like yourself where it's like, oh man, we don't know. Like, we don't know. It could be this, but I mean, it like technically it sounds like it's a, like how, how infuriating has that process been? 
or maybe not infuriating. Maybe that's not the right um, question to, uh, word to use as the question, but like how, how exhausting has that experience been for you? I, I'm glad you asked because you know, it has been completely exhausting. I mean, and, and also because CPPS has so many comorbidities. So I was having digestive issues and I was having like, you know, a lot of stress, like canker sores and stuff. I, I, I literally had no idea what was wrong. I mean, um, I, I went to this immunologist that like, uh, freaked me out. Cause she was uh, like, Oh, you have canker sores and you have pain in your perineum. Uh, it's like, well, uh, maybe you have HIV and, and oh, like that and, because those are two symptoms. Right. And, uh, you know, so do you get sick a lot? I'm like, yeah, I guess like, you know, probably more than average. And, and so, and then, so, uh, that was another thing I had to wait a long time for cause public health was backed up with COVID. Um, so, right, so right. they, it's, it's not just the anxiety of, of not knowing what's, what's going on. Um, it's, it's the uh, dread of possibly having something very, very serious, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, while they're testing for it. And so, so when you get the results back that everything's normal, like your vitamin levels are normal, like your, uh, you know, immune cell levels are normal, you feel relief, but you also, you know, it, it's very short lived. You immediately start moving on to, well, then what the hell's wrong? You know, Mm. where where else can I go? What other avenues can I exercise? And, uh, you know, they always say you have to advocate for yourself. But after a certain point, you just get so sick of advocating for yourself. Yeah. You know, like you you have to make so many calls, call so many healthcare professionals and uh, take so much initiative. And you can waste money doing that, too. I mean, I went into um, a functional medicine doctor because I thought, you know, maybe there's something digestive wrong with me, like something, you know, causing... Uh, bacterial overgrowth or like, you know, yeast overgrowth, you know, you, you go down the alternative health uh, route, then you can, you know, there's plenty of people happy to take your money. So mm-hmm. I, I ended up going there and uh, the, sh- the session was almost $400. And the guy basically like <clears throat> showed me a chart of my chakras and he said, your root chakra is very irritated right now. And I'm like, okay. Right. And, totes, and, totes. And, cool, 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 and not cool, that cool, I don't. Uh, try exactly. quartz in the quarter. <laughs> <laughs> And, and not that I don't respect Eastern medicine, but I was really like, you know, I, I, I'm like, maybe I can do this like after I'm not in excruciating pain, but yeah. I, you know. There's a time and a place. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we, we had a guy, uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but we had a guy, uh, I believe his name was Robert. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, uh, but Robert, was, uh, yeah. Robert claimed to be a psychic surgeon. Who had the ability to cure CF mm. over a phone call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, and Jeez. needless to say, I, I haven't tried it yet, <laughs> but, uh, who knows? Maybe that'll be, maybe that'll be a, a, a future sick boy special where we, we did correspond we, yeah, with we, Robert a little that's, bit. That's, uh, that, we, that, that medicine bit. is yeah, called East of Eastern medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all the way yeah. off the earth. Like that really? far east. Yeah. If you want to read really right. off the flat, I think, I think the most, yeah. the most, yeah. uh, there, the most interesting therapies we've brought to light <laughs> to this podcast podcast is if you go to our, our blogs on our website and find the Hermes oh blog, God, dude. And start to the, read the, through the, the herpes, comments. It's, it's always the herpes blog. I mean, like, like the, yeah, there's like maybe 500 comments yes. on the herpes blog, and it's and and it, and each comment is a different doctor, and it and it gives but like really, a WhatsApp the same number. Doctor. It's, it's, oh. really the same doctor. it's a WhatsApp number, and you got to text that number. A lot of burner, and phones. they will send you. They will send you um, for a, a you know a nominal fee. They will send you. Uh, a, a, a plethora of of herbs, and uh, it we will, it will cure as pre honorary doctors are more qualified than the doctor that is commenting <laughs> on our herpes blog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's 
Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. I can relate to this to the degree of living with a chronic disease and and how much that sucks. But when I hear you talk about this, it actually makes me think about... So, like, I know I have this issue, and Taylor, you you commonly have this issue, but, like, um, I, I, I commonly will have, like, uh, pretty serious back pain. And I think it's I think it's comorbid with the CF. Like I honestly think my CF is is probably a reason mm-hmm. why I have such bad back issues. But when when my back is out, it's like it is like I'd almost rather go through a lung infection than have to deal with having my back be fucking thrown out because the yeah. I, I, I don't want that. I don't. Well, I no. I, so, okay. Well, let, let me just let, let me clarify. I don't mean like in a hospital <laughs> IVs hooked up. Your back no, doesn't no, bring no. you but, closer but not, to that's death. That's not what I mean. But <laughs> you know, what I mean, what I mean is like the, the actual like tangible experience itself. I would rather go through. I would rather go through the discomfort yeah, yeah, yeah. of like, of like a bad cough and like feeling like mm. shit than have my than than have a bad back and feel otherwise completely fine because the pain is like, mm. I mean, an, like. And, and I don't know what the what the, like the the like the, the annoying to the to the ten, like the power of ten to the Without power relief, of ten. It's I like think. it is it is it's all encompassing. It's so fucking frustrating. It fuck mm. like it makes me irritable. Yeah. You can't do a Nothing fucking thing about it. You're constantly moving, and so it's like that takes a real toll on my. It really does take a toll on my mental health, and it takes a toll on my mm-hmm. ability to be around others. Um, and so, you know, I'm yeah. wondering like how, how much is this, how much has this affected you in terms of your like social life and, and your interpersonal relationships? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked cause, uh, definitely it's, uh, it's affected my, you know, my, my friendships and my vitality and mm. my relationship too. It's, uh, you know, you can't help but feel like less of a man when your pelvis hurts. You know what I yeah. mean? Like when your balls hurt, when your dick hurts, it, like it just affects everything. It, it, it makes you feel, you know, uh, again, just, just like less of a man, less vital. Um, you know, you, you don't, you don't feel like you can initiate sex ever. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, when I was hanging out with a bunch of friends, uh, you know, so we, we all got tested for COVID and it was my buddy's bachelor party. Um, and it was like six of us and we all went away to this Airbnb quarantined. And then we quarantined once we got home too. Um, but we, we played a pickup basketball game while we were there. And this is when I didn't know, you know, what the hell it was. It was like, is this cancer? Like, you know, what's going on? Um, and, uh, so the anxiety of that, uh, you know, while I'm having some drinks and hanging Mm. out with friends and like eating like crap, it it just, it it was really overwhelming. Like I was afraid I was like hurting my body And, and we were playing a game of basketball and I, I like you know, someone passed the ball to me and I, I like kind of like fell to my knees, um, because of the pain and, and it kept shooting mm. up 
And people kept asking what was wrong, and I wasn't really able to give them an answer. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and, and, and that was the worst part. Like, you know, so they'll say, uh, you, you know, when, when you're sick and somebody kind of asks what's wrong with you and you kind of like mm-hmm. try to explain it to them in a way that like, you know, they'll get but not feel too bad for you. And it, 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 I had to have that conversation constantly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and it was and even that's fucking exhausting in and of itself, you know. Exactly like, to yeah. constantly be, it, it, yeah. To, <clears throat> I mean, I've reached a point in my life where it's like, if I'm in public, or I mean, today, if I did this today, I'd be looked at and and probably sh- like, fucking, fucking tackled and 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 shot. But um, <laughs> it, you know, if I was in public and coughed in the in the like pre pre COVID days, um, <clears throat> I would always get. I was like, th- there would always be someone who would go. Oh, you got a you got a bag got a cold there, and I'd always oh. go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's too much. Like, this is I like I'm not, you, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to open Pandora's box onto you. Okay, yeah, I, like, I think exactly. I got not fucking, worth the time. Yeah. Yeah. that will that it, that necess that yeah. is necessitated to explain to you yeah. what is why I just coughed. Yeah, or exactly. or you know or the or the times <laughs> where I cough and someone would go bless you and I go thanks. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say. Actually, no, that was my cough. But like, <laughs> kind of like to your to your situation and experience, Kyle. Like, not even really knowing how mm. or what. Like, you're like with all these Fuck. like, eh, it's kind of like this, and like doctors think it could mm. be this, could be yeah. that. There's all these question Shit. marks and. Exactly. I mean, like, and and, and yeah. I have friends that are doctors and nurses too. And uh, so they, 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 they know what they learned in medical school. Um, yeah. and, and unfortunately, like musculoskeletal stuff is not really taught in medical school. Mm. And so my, literally my best friend is a doctor. And uh, so I was telling him about that. And he's like, yeah, prostatitis is like, you know, usually some, you know, bacterial, you know, overgrowth, like from some kind of like, you know, bad food or something, or it could be like an STD. And I'm like, okay, but like, I'd get tested all, you know, like when I was single, I was tested all the time. And uh, I never had anything. So, um, you know, he he was really scratching his head, too. He's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, you know, like, there's different kinds of cancers. And, and, and he basically just reinforced what all the doctors have been telling me. Mm. So it was, it was almost worse to talk to him because he, because he had no idea. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you were talking about, you know, when people ask you like, like what it is and, and what's going on with you and, uh, you kind of just give them like a half answer. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's whatever. Um, you know, for, for strangers, like strangers, like if I'm hanging out with them and I'll kind of like start like slowing yeah. down, like, like you okay there? It's like, yeah, I'm just tired. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's like the answer when you're depressed. It's like, you okay there? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired, you know, but that, mm-hmm. that, that is kind of how you have to answer it, especially if you don't even know how to answer that question to yourself. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Y- you, you talked a bit of earlier in the conversation about, um, about kind of like finding community online uh, through through like various chat forms and yes. stuff about the the stuff that you're going through. Uh, t- how t- tell us a little bit about that? Like how, how uh, did that bring you? It seems like it brought you some sort of um, some sort of uh, you know re- like relieved some of the isolation that you might have been feeling. Or definitely, um, yeah, yeah, like. Uh, because I've I've never I've I've also never been one to to participate in in those types of online conversations surrounding my illness. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on like what's that experience? What was it like for you? And and you know would you would you recommend that to somebody out there who's living with like a a more mysterious illness or even a even more common illness to to find solace in in what they're going through? 
Yeah. Um, to, to answer uh, the second question first, um, I, I, I would, but I would say proceed with caution mm-hmm. because there's so many people that have had so many different experiences and yours is unique. Right. So um, you can find somebody like, for example, you know, on Reddit, there was this one kid that said, oh, I had so he was like 19. He's like, I- I've had CPPS <laughs> for like a year. And then I randomly stuck a vibrating toothbrush up my ass and then I was cured. <laughs> and like and the, you'll see stories oh, like so that all the time. And it's like, that's you <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, good for you. I guess there was I don't know, something up there. whatever. Yeah, it's odd. <laughs> Can't say I've tried it, you know. I only have regular toothbrushes. Really, the, the the physiotherapist isn't telling you to go home and stick the Colgate vibrator t- 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 pro up your a hole and just turn that on and <laughs> no, not with not toothpaste. Yet. Not yeah, yet. Although I, I I will ask her if that is physio recommended, <laughs> if that is standard, or if she's got a line of butt plugs I can buy. <laughs> Well, I mean, I I mean, that's actually that that isn't like outside of the realm of possibility because it's like, you know, we've talked to we've talked to people who live with who are suffering from like vaginismus or yes or, um, you know, other 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 ailments where it would uh, specifically people with vaginas who are going to see see physiotherapists, uh, uh, pelvic floor physiotherapists and they like they have, you know, it's a set of dildos (laughs) to like to help. Stretch, yeah, di- yeah, yeah, dilators, yeah. Thanks, they're not dildos, yeah, right. The dilators, <laughs> thank you. But <clears throat> you know, maybe there are, maybe there are like some, maybe you maybe. know, we're speculating. I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, Pro- prost- prostatitis butt plugs out there that there, there, there actually are, and they're. Oh, well, and and they're they're called they're called internal myofascial wands where it, it's kind of like uh, this like curved logical. little wand that you stick up your butt and you kind of feel around for a trigger point mm. which is like a, a point in your butt <laughs> or like in your pelvis that makes you go like oh like damn but right. do they have a phoenix feather core <laughs> by any chance I don't know <laughs> Harry what Potter the fuck is a phoenix right? feather there's core? a bunch of a Harry Potter, Potter reference Potter man fans right now <laughs> like, yeah, yeah whatever dude Harry Potter's fucking but but yeah so so uh the um the discord that i found was actually and and, and i was excited to get into this cpps discord because i thought it's probably going to be a lot of young guys right so it's going to be people that are kind of around my age between like you know 20 and like 35 right mm. uh, so so uh and, and they were and and that's that's when like it kind of was humanizing because prostatitis and like you know uh benign prosthetic hyperplasia and like all these prostate disorders are a very like old man disease you know it's like mm-hmm. they, they usually don't even start checking you for it until like you're 55 and like it, it, it's not uh it's not something you associate mm. with young men but cpps mm is actually usually caught before your 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, so seeing all these people that are like, you know, like 20, mm-hmm. like 19, like they're, they're kids and, and, and they're, they're having these issues, it made me feel like this isn't like just my body falling apart because these are young people like, you know, at the height of their game that are still having this problem. And so something happened to them and, and, and something happened to me and we, we can talk about that. Mm. And, uh, you know, they, they also show... I, I've never seen a community of people more motivated to, to solve their pain because especially if you're a young man and you have sexual dysfunction, there's no bigger motivator yeah. than, than like, I, I literally can't get a boner or like when I get a boner, it hurts. Like mm-hmm. the, you, you give that disease to a 19 year old, he will become like the most you know, learned scientist on planet earth to try to solve that problem. <laughs> right, right. I'm just like imagining somebody like, like a montage of like a, a, like a teenage guy that's just like has beakers that are like, he's, 
He's like conjuring things and he's got a big white coat on. It's like the Zach Galifianakis gift. Like all yeah, there's just whiteboards of him like 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 scratching his chin, looking at boner, like drawings of boners on a whiteboard. <laughs> just circles a picture of a dick with a question mark. Mathematical calcula- mathematical equations drawn all all around the drawings of dicks. Um, Kyle, I want I I, I know you, I, I know that you're talking about the the Discord group there, but I I wanted to ask while you bring it while you brought it up. Um, what has has the inability to I know that you said that you can't get or or weren't getting morning wood, but like is yeah. is um like erectile dysfunction has has that been um one of the symptoms for you? So 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 very luckily for me, uh not really. But uh, so many other men, like it's totally normal if this happens because you know the uh, the muscles and the ner- nerves associated with like getting an erection are are very tied into your pelvis, <laughs> very, very tied into your uh, you know um, y- you can get pudendal neuralgia, which which definitely uh, causes that, which is like kind of inflammation or pinching of the uh, pudendal nerve. Um, and uh, but but for me, I, I did get pain associated with erections, but it was only from the process of going like six to midnight, like like getting a boner, mm. like that 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 was when it hurt. But once I had the boner, once I was flaccid, it, there was no no pain. So it was just Sweet. that little like you know like two second like, like window where I'm like oh like that the hurts. But then once I got wow, there, interesting. Was that's so, yeah. yeah, that's so fascinating. Huh. So like the in the midst of the growth, it's like ow 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 ah. Uh, uh. Exactly. That that is yeah. You, you you just played the voice in my head when I get a boner. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you deserve uh, an Oscar. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, Kyle, I I this I mean th- this has been such a such an interesting and and fun conversation. Like I, the, you're you're you you really are like a um, an ideal guest for our show. It's yeah, it's, it's been, been really fun to, to talk to you. But be, before we before we do come to a close here, I. You know, I know this is all really new for you, and you're still in, in in the throes of trying to navigate this and figure it all out. But um, regardless, out of everything that you've gone through, what what would you say that uh, your your chronic non bacterial prostatitis has taken away from you? Um, I I would say it it, it kind of takes away a little bit of your uh, vitality and. It, it, it fractures your relationship with pain. Mm. So, so l- like you guys were saying earlier, like, you know, when, when you were going through recovery and you still felt the pain, even though you were long healed, um, when I feel a pain in my balls or my butt, I, I really don't know if it's like real, you know what I mean? And it, it kind of has you questioning your sanity. Mm. Um, it, and, and you don't know if it's psychological, you don't know if it's brought on by stress. You don't know if there's actually something wrong with you and you should go see a doctor. And I never had that doubt before. I always thought, you know, when I feel pain, it's real. Um, and, and, you know, I should get that checked out or I should, you know, do some, uh, stretches to solve that. But now like, you know, I have a totally different relationship with pain and, um, you know, it, it kind of gives you a strong understanding, which is, it's good and it's bad because Mm. really, again, it it does make you question your sanity, but it's sort of, you know, hopefully I can learn from this later in life that, you know, if I'm experiencing pain, then I can realize that pain isn't necessarily, you know, always pathological. It can sometimes just be like a a relationship that you have, you know, with, uh, you know, with with the nerves in the surrounding area. It can be an attitude you have, a a stress that you have. And I think uh, a lot of, you know, uh, chronic pain uh, sufferers can actually, you know, totally relate to what I'm saying right now. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, and and I, I think the, the best advice I could give somebody that's suffering with this 
is realize that it is very, very unlikely this is going to last for the rest of your life. It could last six months. It could last three years, but you are going to get through this. Mm. And there are, although there's not a lot of conventional treatments available, there are so many um, promising uh, studies that are coming out that are showing people uh, going into full remission in, in just a few months. Wow. What would you say would be the uh, biggest thing that this experience has given you? Um, it, it, it's, it's really taught me to relax because like I was saying, you know, you were saying you observe people in yoga classes, um, that, that, you know, they hold tension in areas and, and it really forces you to relax because if you don't, you feel, you feel the pain. And, uh, again, there's no, there's no better motivator than pain, sexual dysfunction, and like urinary embarrassment, uh, to, to, to get you to like force yourself to relax and I, I was always a high strung person, always go, go, go. Like I'm an entrepreneur. I'd, I'd always like, you know, have things on the go, be in meetings, et cetera. Um, but then this kind of forced me to take like hot baths, do yoga, really do mindful breathing, calm down, slow down. And that is a, a skill that I will now have for the rest of my life that when, when uh, you know, anxieties through life, that, which inevitably come up, you know, when I'm faced with those, I will now have this in my toolkit to really slow down and relax. And I'm, and in that way, you know, and, and many people that experience diseases also feel this, you, you kind of have this weird gratefulness for the disease because it's taught you so much. Mm. But, you know, even though you would, you would you, <laughs> if you could cure it right now, you totally would. But it, it's also your body trying to show you something in some cases. And in this case, it definitely is. Kyle, man, this, again, uh, I, I can't stress enough. This has been such a lovely conversation and so, so, uh, so not glad that you have to go through this because it fucking sucks, yeah. but so <laughs> glad that uh, because you've gone through this, that we've had an opportunity to, to meet you and to hear from you uh, because this, is, this has been a real treat. Yeah, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks so much, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. And that was the recording for the day. Oh, amazing. That was, yeah, that was how it. How fun was that? That was, was so, so fun. fun. It was so fun. And hey, if you had fun with us, why not join us again next time on Fridays and Mondays every week? We are doing this for keepsies. And you can listen to us for keeps anywhere you get your podcasts that do it for keeps. Usually those are found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or this one in particular on the CBC Listen app. Uh, So go give a listen and fucking rate and subscribe if you can do that on any of those apps. Do that too. And if you want to be an amazing guest on our show, like the one that you just heard, then you can go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact and do that there. And if you have any cool stories that you want to send us, you can do that by sending an email to letters at sickboypodcast.com. We might just read it on the show, your, your, your cool little story. So go ahead and do that right now. Guys, I've been thinking a lot lately how, uh, you know, most jobs are just, you're just pushing buttons now like on keyboards. And Mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you to the people who push the buttons on the keyboards to make this podcast happen. Like Mm -hmm. I know that I've been pushing a lot of buttons lately Mm -hmm. and, um, you're Taylor, pushing my fucking buttons right now. Taylor and Jeremy, With those you guys goddamn have been pushing, glasses that you're wearing that aren't even prescription. They're blue light glasses, man. 
Yeah. They, and to, yeah. listen, to be mm. fair, I read an article mm. about how blue light glasses just aren't necessary. Mm. You don't need them at all. In fact, they don't do anything for your eyes. But I wish I wish the listeners could see. I think what they look, look cool, like right and now. I'm going to keep wearing them because uh, the placebo hmm. effect. I think of me thinking that they're good for my eyes. You might as well wear those frames and pop the lenses out, dude. Maybe I will. Actually, I'll <clears> think about it. Um, but <laughs> speaking of pushing buttons, which now you're pushing my buttons, uh, I want to thank Lauren Sankey, who is also a bush- button pusher for Sick Boy, uh, and Jeff Lonis, who pushes buttons for Sick Boy, and uh, Take Part, who does the theme music. Um, they they're more like they they push buttons, but they kind of like strum, they used to they strum buttons. chords and stuff too. They used to push buttons. Now yeah. they now they're not a band. Yeah, now they like build houses and stuff. <clears throat> now they have families and shit. We still uh, use their music, which is really great. And uh, yeah, I guess those are all the thanks that we kind of need. Donovan the Meerkat Morgan, he pushes a lot of buttons. He pushes. Um, a lot I'm buttons. very grateful for the buttons that he pushes. That's it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy, and this is Sequoia. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.